Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Daniel Teaches Experience. Folks, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I put some on my story about YouTube wanting to push this idea of, hey, in the future, you'll be able to see likes, like how many people liked your video, but you won't be able to see how many people disliked your video. So it'll just say likes, like let's say the number 900, and dislikes, nothing. There won't be a number there. Now, Here's the problem with that. And immediately when you think about that, you might think to yourself, you go, well, Daniel, you can't dislike a photo on Instagram. You know, you can't dislike a tweet, right? And fair point. But, but I think it's less about it being there, not being there, more about the taking away of it and the reasoning behind it. So literally YouTube said the reason that they want to take away the dislike button is because it negatively impacts people's well-being and they believe that they're targeted dislike campaigns. Now, I'm gonna break both those down. First of all, it negatively impacts people's well-being. When, when you say, hey, I'm open to democracy, tell me your honest opinion, as long as I like it. It's like, well, dude, just tell me to shut up then, because then you don't wanna hear what I have to say, right? Don't ask one, hey, how was the meal I just cooked you? And they say, oh, it was mediocre. Don't get mad at them, you're the one who asked them. If you, if you can't handle the truth, please don't ask people what they want or their serious opinion. Because you're, you're a joke. Like it's, you got to look in the mirror and go, hey man, why am I lying to myself, right? So the problem is when you take off dislikes and there's a huge like to dislike ratio, it's like you get to learn a lot about yourself, right? You get to learn about what people like and what people don't like. And let's say I post a video and I guess four more dislikes to likes. Well, that's important. It's important to take note of that and to understand and go, huh, okay, interesting. People didn't love this one. Why? Well, what did I say? And then based on that like to dislike ratio, you can go and then you can make a statement or you can make a rebuttal or even just be like, you know what? I was really off, off on this one. I dropped the ball. Let me go another, make another video and let me explain my point of view. But when you take that away, you have to assume that, oh, people just like whatever I say. So if you make a song and people dislike it, clearly they don't know what good music is because I don't make a bad song. If I make a piece of art and you don't like it, clearly you just don't understand my genius. Clearly, I can never make a bad video ever because you can't dislike my video because I'm incredible. Do you see the problem with that? With shaping things in that kind of perspective? We need to be open to feedback. And if you're worried, if people's comments about you are negatively impacting your well-being, well, don't ever leave your house because God forbid someone's going to comment on your shirt or your appearance, or what you say in an interaction, or say something about your personality, or about your job. So don't ever leave your house, and don't ever read anything ever again. And don't watch a movie, because you might get offended. Now, you guys are like, oh, Daniel, you're being crazy about it. No, this is a literal mental disorder. I'm not saying that to be insulting. It is, one of them was a social anxiety disorder, and another one is, oh man, what's that one? I want to say it's agoraphobia, where you're almost afraid of everything. You're basically afraid of everything. You're afraid to leave the house. Why? Because if you leave the house, you might see people. Why are you afraid to see people? Because then they might comment on your appearance and you're very uh, sensitive on your appearance, right? Th that's how it happens. Folks, you might say, well, Daniel, listen, man, they're just, they're just not showing the dislikes, right? It's not a big deal, is it? It's not, it's not a big deal. Here's the thing. Huge changes are made in any system, in a relationship, in a, in a workplace, in a society, one small step at a time. Today, it's, hey, you can't see how many people dislike the video. Tomorrow, it's, hey, we're going to mandatory not allow anyone to comment on videos anymore. Like, mandatory, just done. 
So what, what kind of made YouTube special and CoffeeZilla pointed this out, he said, man, we'll make, co or was it maybe Tim Pool? They were like, yeah, man, what makes uh, YouTube special as opposed to, you know, uh, Tonight Show or something is that you can read comments. You know, you can see what other people also think about the thing that you're watching. You can engage with people. You can talk to them, right? You can express your opinion. Be like, I like this or I don't like this. So I think that's one of the beauties of it, right? So when they take out the dislike button, it's like, okay, well, I mean, okay, what's next? What happens if you get comments that you don't like? Do you just delete those? Because I know that people, like, like for example, let's say I make a video, you make a comment, I can actually delete your comments. I can do that. But what if YouTube just goes, okay, man, you know, no more comments. People are just too insulting and too mean in the comments, we're just not gonna do it anymore. Listen, I'm not saying there aren't people who are jerks in the comment section, but to just throw it all away in order to save a couple of people's well-being? Folks, I've had some people talk some trash, right? I've made some videos on TikTok. I've done some stuff on, on Instagram, on YouTube, and some people talk some trash, right? And, and I, all, I laugh and, it, and it's funny because, you know, you can't take any of that personally, right? Because they don't know you like that. But I'm glad they did because if people don't talk trash, you have this deluded perception of what people think of you. You just have to assume that everything you're doing is good. And that's dangerous. That's extremely dangerous to think that you're on the, the right path because you're you, right? Taking away the ability for other people to call you out is a dangerous thing. Secondly, uh, they, they said, um, we want to discourage targeted dislike campaigns, meaning they literally think, okay, so check this out. One thing that happens is a guy who I follow, Dr. Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist, politics to the side. Just the, his advice on psychology and philosophy, very valuable. I recommend you check him out. He'll say something, right? Let's say he has an interview, right? And the reporter just tries to paint him as a freaking, like the worst person on planet Earth. Misrepresents his points, right? Makes him sound to be this monster. Oh, you're sort of saying, you're, so you're saying that women are dumb and incapable of making more money? And he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. And this goes on for 20 to 30 minutes. And guess what happens? The video blows up. And on every other video of that girl or on her social media accounts, whoever that reporter was, Jordan Peterson's fans just nail this girl. And the dislike ratio is through the roof and the comments are, are nasty. And YouTube is saying, well, clearly Jordan Peterson has these, uh, you know, these robot accounts and he's telling everyone to go say these hateful things to this person. It's like, no, dumb, dumb. When a person does not like what you're saying. Furthermore, when, some, when you're attacking someone who they like, people are more likely to stand up for them especially when it's online, for, so, so in person, 100%, but when it's online, like it's that much easier because you're not held accountable as much. It's like, well, what did you expect? If someone, like, I know I'm not big enough right now, but if someday I was a really big name and someone just started talking massive trash to me, I'm sure there'd be a bunch of people that would just, they'd just be like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? He's such a good kid, blah, 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 he's got facial hair, hey, hey, he's got bright eyes, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever they'd say. And, and that wouldn't be me telling anyone, right? Like, hey guys, go, you know, trash this other person's, you know, video, dislike it for me. Like, the only people that I can imagine that are people who have so much money, who, who are scammers, who are people who have literally whack content, and they're like, hey, I don't want other people to see the dislike and like ratio on my video, so if that's gone, it's another way to save yourself, right? It's like the schmuck who, for example, let's say, you, you make an online course, it's totally whack, right? It's not worth a freaking dime. You put it out there, people take it, those poor people, they lose their money. And then when those people go to comment, right? Go to comment on your posts, like on your videos, like, hey, don't take his course, I've done it. He'll delete your comments. 
but you see that like dislike ratio and you're like, whoa, like, all right, like, you know, a thousand likes, 14,000 dislikes. Like there's something going on here. But folks, there's something about it. And I don't know who said this first, but it was like, there's a problem when you try to make the world safer as opposed to making yourself stronger. There's a problem with saying, hey guys, don't ever insult anyone ever again. But you should be ready to hear an insult. That's not saying you deserve to hear an insult, but that's saying, hey man, listen, people are going to say things that you're not going to like, and I want you to be ready for them. I will not worry about you if you have people commenting on your Instagram, you know, saying you absolutely suck. But when I will worry about you is if you go your entire life without ever hearing any criticism or anything negative about you, and someday someone comes to your face and just lets you have it. And guess what? It's going to cripple you. It's going to break you because you don't know how to handle criticism. You just, you just turn off the comments. You know, you, you block him. He's in your face right now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to cry? You're going to run away? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if that's your boss? What if that's your coworker? It's not as simple as just, oh, I'm just going to ban you so I, I won't see it anymore. It's, it's, it's a delusional way to go about it. And listen, I get it. Listen, right? Because people will say, well, Daniel, it's not my fault. He's being a jerk. That's the same people who say, well, you know, I should be allowed to walk at night with earbuds in because sexual assault is wrong. You know, kidnapping or mugging is wrong. It's like, my friend, we know that. But just because it's wrong doesn't mean people aren't going to engage in that behavior. So rather than trying to make the world safe and make a commercial and say, guys, mugging is wrong. Murder is wrong. You should stop it. I'm going to come out and be like, hey, there's some bad people out there. Please, please enroll in martial arts, you know. Carry something on you, pepper spray, knife, whatever it is. Please don't have earbuds in at night. I'm focusing on you because you can control your own actions. You cannot control the actions of other people. You can control your own actions, but not the actions of others. I think people have to toughen up. I really do. And, and it's to no fault of their own. I feel like wait, what happens is when, when parents are treated one way, they want to give their kids the opposite, right? So for example, if a mom and dad had a really tough upbringing and, and everything that they wanted was, no, you can't have this, no, you can't have that, there's a good chance that they might want to be the opposite. That when their kids says, can I have this? Yes, I want to have my son or, or my daughter to have the ability to have the things that I couldn't have, which is amazing at first. But then, man, when you realize it just gets to a point where you have these individuals who just have, like, like their outlook on life is so far away from reality. Like, one or two examples would be, sometimes I see some of these kids and the way they speak to their parents or just a guy speaking to his girlfriend. And I just think to myself, I go, oh my God, for years, you've been allowed to use that tone and to use that language to talk to people. And nobody's shut you up. You've just kind of been passively, you know, driving by, thinking that you can just walk on people, thinking that you can push who you want, but sometimes that person's going to push back. And as a friend, as a person who's online, it is, it is my obligation to tell you, my friends, be extremely careful who you talk to and what you say. Just because you can get away with saying some, some very inappropriate things to your, maybe to your parents, does not mean that's going to fly with a stranger. 
Like it, it's unbelievable. Like when I see that, I to be honest with you, I feel pity. I feel bad for the person. I'm going, oh man, you know, when I see someone, just for example, man, like just the way like a kid speaks back to his to his mom or to his dad, you know, the attitude, the anger, the the inappropriateness. I just I feel so bad for the kid because eighty percent, in my opinion, it's not the kid's fault. It's absolutely not the kid's fault. It's the parents' fault. You let that slide. Well, what do you, my friends, basic psychology, right? You're reinforcing that behavior. When that kid says, you know, shut up, mom, I'll do what I want. And you say, okay, honey, what do you think's going to happen? He's going to continue to use that behavior with you. And, and first of all, you, you don't deserve to be disrespected like that, but you're kind of allowing him to do it. So whose fault is it really, right? And secondly, this poor kid is going to grow up thinking that's the norm. That's how you talk to people. You can disrespect people and walk all over people and everything has to be about you. And unfortunately, when that kid goes to work and he, and he goes and he tries to socialize, even from a young age, man, I'm talking five, six years old. I'm not talking, no, he's a 25-year-old guy. I'm talking young, five, six, he goes on the playground. Kids aren't going to want to play with him. Well, does that matter? Yes, it matters drastically. The ability for a child to be liked is extremely important. Genuinely liked for a young man to know how to share or a young woman to know at the age, I'm talking four, five, six years old to be able to share, be able to play well with others, have other kids want to play with your kid, have parents smile when they see your kid, not fake smile, like genuinely smile. These are extremely important. They're going to impact his or her self-esteem. They're going to impact his or her outlook on life. And you're damn sure they're going to impact the way that they interact with others when they get to that 12, 13 age. And then that 17, 18 age. And then when they're freaking grown adults. I think it goes back to the parents. I really do. It's like you, you let certain things slide at home. And it's like, man, I really feel bad for the kid because he's, he's in for a wake-up call. That frankly, maybe he doesn't deserve if you had just done your job better. Your job isn't to wrap your kid in bubble wrap and say everything's going to be okay. Your job is to say, hey, there will be people who will walk all over you. There will be people who will push you to the side if it means they can get in front. I want you to be kind, courteous, and respectful. But when those people show up, you do not move. You stand your ground. They might get emotional. They might yell. They might say inappropriate things. You're not going to throw a tantrum. You're not going to say anything inappropriate. But you will stand up for yourself when necessary because, God damn it, it will be necessary. And to think otherwise is absolutely foolish. Ab horrifically foolish. When I was teaching swimming a couple years ago, there's a girl that I was teaching. She's a very sweetheart of a girl. She was maybe 12, 13. And I remember she was an excellent swimmer. Right? And then I was sitting down with her dad. We have this kind of like halfway through the lessons thing. We sit down and you talk about how the kid's doing. I said, yeah, she's a sweetheart. You know, listens perfectly, very mature for her age. Incredible swimming skills right where they need to be. And he said, yeah, you know what? I love that. But I feel like she needs to be more competitive. I said, what do you mean? This is something that I had not taken notice to back then. He said, well, I notice every time, you know, you ask the kids, hey, who wants to go first? She never goes first. Right? Or every time, for example, they want to grab a kickboard. You know, she'll stand back. She lets everybody else grab a kickboard before she grabs a kickboard and things of that nature. Now, you're saying, you know, why does this matter? Folks, at a young age, and I made a video about this on TikTok. I was like, unfortunately, you hear something like, um, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. 
debatable. I'll tell you why. What does nice mean? What if anything that you don't like hearing is not nice, but it's the truth? See how it can get problematic? No. I'll tell you what I need to tell you. I'll tell you the truth. And I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I will tell you the truth in the kindest way possible, in, the, in a very professional, respectful manner. That is not based on emotion. That is not based on putting you down. It's going to say, hey, this is what you did. This is why I do not tolerate this whatsoever. And this is what I expect from you in the future. Am I being unreasonable? That, in and of itself, that's it. That's, that's exactly it. You're not belittling them. You're not shouting off on them. You're not making them feel like a piece of garbage. That's not how people learn. That's another big, big thing too, man. Like I hate when people, when you're trying to sh- educate someone, but, but people do that extra step of just belittling. Like, like how stupid do you think you are? Why would you do such a thing? Like, brother, like you're trying to win someone over to your side of thinking, right? You don't belittle someone. You don't insult someone because they get it defensive. I just, I, sometimes I, I get really confused because people, it's like they want you to agree with them, but they, they want to pound you to the ground first and just wreck you and break your bones before you agree with them. And it's just, it makes it so hard on both parties because on one, it's like, dude, any human being wants to defend themselves physically and verbally. It's, it's innate. It's a biological reflex. So it's like, just be mindful, right? You're trying to educate someone, you know, you're not trying to beat someone in the ground. Another very small um, footnote, man. I hate when teachers would do that. Like, like you go up to a teacher and like, let's say math or science or something. And, and they have this kind of condescending or this, this tone of like, I know everything. You know, this is so simple. You're so dumb. I can't believe you don't get this. Like, oh my God, that grinds my gear so much. Like, first of all, you piece of absolute garbage. The reason why it's so easy is because you've been doing this for 20 years. You're a 50-year-old dude. You've been doing this for many, many years, man. I'm like, for the sake, I'm 15. This is grade nine math. F you, man. Don't look at me always so easy. Well, why, why can't, there must be something wrong with you for not getting, fuck you. If that was, that'd be like taking that same old man into a boxing ring with a guy who's done boxing for eight years, smack him around a little bit. And as his nose is bleeding and his lip is getting swollen, go, hey man, it's easy. Bro, you just, you gotta be fluid. It's easy. Come on. Do you see how, how the, there's a power imbalance now, right? When you're the teacher, you can look at kids in a certain way, but now you're in a different environment where you're not the most experienced or skilled or knowledgeable. And you would get slapped around and maybe you deserved it. But it's, it's so important, folks, to have perspective. How do you look at life and how does someone else look at life? Don't, please, if you're listening, please don't ever, ever do that like it's so simple. How can you be so dumb? Why can't you understand? Brother, everybody's had a first day. Nobody's just understood everything. Everybody had a math problem they didn't understand. Or everybody's had their first day in jujitsu class where they get tapped out 10 times in a day. It's inevitable. It's life. And and to kind of have this bravado, this thing of like, dude, I I always understood this as day one. It's like, F off. Seriously, I, I can't stand that. But again, going back to perspectives, right? And it's just... It all ties in, right? It ties into how you see the world. It ties into the impact that you have on the people around you and what those people end up doing in life. You seriously impact the people around you. If you think about your two, three closest friends, you impact them, whether you've ever said it consciously or subconsciously. 
whether it might be a certain saying you have, like maybe it's a mannerism, whether it's a mentality that you have, you might inspire them, maybe it's a work ethic, whatever, you impact people. And that's so much more true with parents. Unbelievably true. One thing that I always, I always laugh, but, but I don't say it to be disrespectful, is you hear some people say, man, what's wrong with this generation? Fucking kids, man. I'm like, I'm like, again, I, I wouldn't, it depends on this context, but my head is like, my friend, who raised these kids up until the age of 20? Who was their mother and father? They weren't born like this. They go, oh, well, they went to school and, and they saw TV. And before all that, parents play the number one role, in my opinion. Again, you can show what they have access to and what they don't have access to, what kind of music they want to listen to, what kind of music they don't want to listen to, to a certain age. So whenever they go, man, I don't know why these kids are like this. It's like, well, you, did you not raise this kid? Was that someone else? Oh, oh, you did raise this kid. All right. Well, are you, is that supposed to be like a reciprocal question? Are you, are you questioning yourself? Why are you putting your terrible parenting on society? And you're going, oh, pff, this society's effed up. No, man, maybe you just suck at parenting. How about that? How about that? Could that be a possibility? We gotta be honest with ourselves, folks. We gotta be honest with ourselves with what we know and what we don't know. And what we don't know, we should be humble to, to other people when they wanna tell us, right? When they wanna educate us. And obviously the person who's educating us is doing it in a civil and a professional and a courteous manner. But it is so unbelievably important, right? So when you do something like you take away the dislikes on YouTube, it's like, People need to know when they've done wrong. At least, at the very, very, very least, if you're saying, hey, I want to know what you think, you can't say, I want to know what you think, but only if it's something like positive, only if it's praise, because I can't handle criticism. It's, it's unbelievably important. It, it is so important. And again, you know, parents play a big role in this. It's like, if you're only praising your child, oh, you did this good, you did this amazing, don't get me wrong, praise is important. Praise is important, it, it can get someone to repeat behavior, but, but criticism is also really important. And unfortunately, if you overuse praise over and over again, it, it loses its, its mystique, it loses its, its what, what do I wanna call it, its effectiveness. It's tough, it, it's tough, right? Because again, you don't wanna be criticizing someone, right, from morning till night. But on the other hand, it's like, if your kid has never been criticized, if he's never been confronted about something, it's like, well, how does he know that it's wrong? And then he goes out into society with this kind of mindset of, I only get praised, participation medal, I never do anything wrong, it's all about me. And, and this poor kid has this terrible wake-up call that arguably he didn't have to go through if you as a parent did your job. That, that's, that's really where it starts. That's 100% where, now I think the YouTube thing is motivated by more things. I think it's voted by um, a lot of people who, again, they have trash content or they're scamming you or they're doing something that's not ethical. And you not being able to see what other people think about it is, is, is just sketchy, man. And then again, it ties into this bigger picture of, you know, only hearing positives and not hearing negatives and what that does to you. One of my favorite things that I've heard in the world of psychology, the psych psychologist said, he said, like, listen, a lot of people, you know, 
they, they like to tell themselves like, oh, like you're perfect the way you are. You know, hey, you're beautiful the way you are. You're amazing the way you are. Now, context is really important, right? I'm not talking about, again, the 15-year-old girl who feels uh, bad about her body image because she thinks she's overweight because she spends too much time on Instagram when she's actually not overweight. Yes, you're perfect the way you are. But but for for in a different context of being able to work out more, being able to strive for more difficult goals, being able to uh, amplify your relationship by tenfold, it's like, no, you're not perfect the way you are. And you're far from it. You could be so much better than what you are right now. And for me to say you're perfect the way you are, I am robbing you of your potential to be great. And I would rather have you hate me than for me to get in between you and your growth. That is everything. That is absolutely everything. And if you're a parent listening to this, man, there might be times when a, when a kid isn't too hot on you. They're not a huge fan. But maybe that's okay. Maybe, just maybe, you would rather have them be a little bit mad at you. But eventually come to understand, then always be the cool parent, always be the lenient parent. You could be so much better than you are right now. And part of becoming better, part of growth, is hearing criticism. Is having people confront you, having people call you out, whether it be justified or unjustified, which is good because it forces you to step forward. If nobody ever calls you out, then you never have to stand up for yourself. And standing up for yourself is like a muscle. You need to use it to make it natural and you become confident at it and you become comfortable with it. I wish you love. I really do. I wish you positivity and I wish you happiness, but I also wish you struggle. Not enough to break you. Not enough to to just make you give up on life in a nihilistic fashion and say, well, there's no meaning in anything. But enough to challenge you. Enough to just push you a little. Enough to just make you run a little bit faster. Spend a little bit more time at your desk. I hope that you continue to grow and look after yourself. Because that's what life's all about. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, folks. My name is Daniel. This has been the Daniel Teaches Experience. Have an absolutely amazing day and take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.